Hey everybody, welcome to the Bang Boardcast, episode number 244. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the books that we are looking forward to coming out January 14th. 2015. And then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. This week, it's our December look back. We're going to be taking a look at some of the books that came out in December 2014. So last year, still a monthly look back, though, still counts. Uh, we're going to be looking at Angela Asgard's Assassin number one, Shield number one from over at Marvel, and then from DC, we've got Robin Rises number one and Secret Six number one. Mm. And, uh, special day. Chris is in studio. Hey, I'm back in Buffalo for the weekend, guys. Great to be here. And you're never leaving. You're snowed in. It's it's not great outside, but it's not terrible. I yeah. was a little worried about uh, the weather on the way here, but smooth sailing all the way. Nice six and a half hour drive. Uh, so I thought, hey, why not uh, go talk about some comic books, see my friends, drink some beer. Hey, and we've been drinking. And we have been drinking. We, have. we had some moonshine. <laughs> we yep. cracked open some aged beers in the basement. And now we're having something that Chris and I love, aged in something all three of us love. Yeah, uh, this is from the Perrin Brewing Company. This is their Killing Craft series. Uh, this is With Kindness. This is the uh, second beer that they put out in this kind of, not line, but this series. series. Uh, they came out at the same time. They have Kill Mall and then With Kindness. We're starting off with Kindness. Uh, this is an English-style barley wine ale that has been aged nine months in bourbon barrels. It is just warm in my belly. It's You don't taste it the alcohol, just... but then it hits you because this is actually the highest ABV beer that they brew. It's 12.8%. It is just sitting in my gut right now, just warm. Mm-hmm. It swallows nicely. A little bit of alcohol after you swallow it. But those nice, I mean, you get vanilla, you get some of those barley wine flavors that you want. Um, you don't need a big sip of it either. No. You take a little sip, and then you're like, I feel it yeah. just sitting, going down. Like, it's, I think almost I've like only doing, taken like, it's almost like doing a shot. Yeah, I think I've only yeah. had like three sips of this so far, and like, I I feel good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's just, yeah, it's like the warming sensation from a shot. It's. I, I am glad that we didn't open up the other bottle. Yeah, I brought two bottles of each one for us. Um Originally, we were going to do these separately. Like, I was going to be in Michigan drinking some, then you guys were going to be here drinking some, and I worked out that I was like, hey, you know what, just bring them. You know what, we can pop open two bottles of each, pour them, get a little bit bigger pour. I don't need... No. No. I'd probably be okay with less in my glass than we have. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because this, I can tell this is definitely a sipper. Well, we can always just drop a bottle from what we were going to review and just do two bottles tonight. I don't know... I'll be fine after I'm done, and I'm like, all right, give me some more. Oh, yeah. okay. Just staying for right now, though, like, I, this, I'm good, like, yeah. I always want more, Paul. And we have lots of segments and lots of books to review. Yeah, and a lot of news to bring our listeners. <gasps> what kind of news, Paul? Uh, one of the biggest news is, biggest news is? Yeah. Yes. The news most biggest news is of the week. Get ready, is, everybody. Paul's actually, talking. It's a snooze. <laughs> it's actually uh, some of the smallest news we can bring you. That's right. The trailer for Ant-Man. Hey, Marvel's uh, Ant-Man. Premiered with uh, Marvel's Agent Carter. Yeah. Which, uh, Paul, did you get a chance to watch Agent Carter? I didn't watch Agent Carter yet, uh, but I did see the full-length human-sized trailer. Mm. Longer than what they teased with the teaser trailer for the trailer. Well, that was just a trailer for ants. They had to make it at least twice that size. Sure. No? Zoolander. Uh, Have you ever seen Zoolander, Paul? Uh, Probably not. Are, are you talking about the model cat? The model, yeah, yeah the, one. And what is this? A school for ants? Yes, a school for gifted children. That not not, so not answering my question. Have you seen Zoolander, or do you just know about that part from people talking about it? Both. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I've seen that part of Zoolander, so therefore I've seen Zoolander. Mm, maybe mm-hmm. not. The files are in the computer. See, you do this. You do this. <laughs> Very confusing. Um, no, I didn't know what to I'm expect. I'm a big fan of Zoolander. I understand. It's okay. But Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Back on track. Back on track. Um, really didn't know what to expect from this trailer, because they've been kind of playing it close to the chest for this movie so far. Uh, a different kind of Marvel movie? This one looks a lot more family-oriented. We've got uh, Michael Douglas as Hank Pym. 
talking to Paul Rudd, Scott Lang about second chances Mm -hmm. and doing what you can for your family because ultimately the legacy you leave is theirs. I I do love that one line in the trailer. It's it is the uh it is the Marvel Cinematic Universe of Uncle Ben saying with great powers great responsibility. We don't save our world, we save theirs. And it's a cut a quick cut to Scott Lang's daughter. A, a lot of quick cuts in yeah. this trailer. Well, yeah. Um like any teaser trailer. But I I liked everything we saw. Uh, Especially yeah. uh, him flying around on an ant. Yeah, that made it that made it for me. It looked better than the teaser stuff that I we saw out of like leaked from uh, Comic Con. Well, the ta- uh, teaser stuff that was leaked was actually just the test footage yeah. of him like shrinking, like running through the air. And ducks. that was even before the movie was set yeah. to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that was like but there was just a someone in his... part in it, and it... no, there was there was, was not... leaked footage of. The him riding on the ant. I don't think so, buddy. Okay, maybe yeah. it was a, that. Might have been like a fan thing a, or something. Image or something. I don't know. Might have been an image because they have put out a lot of concept art because mm-hmm. they have now officially released Yellow Jacket concept art. Oh. Um, which kind of looks like the Iron Man Spider Man suit with the extra mm-hmm. tentacles coming off of it. He's got kind of testicles. tentacles. Oh no! I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, that was the word you were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you definitely can look at him, and if you see like that one shot, you can tell that bald guy who's leading the pack walking through that lab is a bad guy. Yeah. And I'm thinking yellow jacket. Uh, you see lots of Janet Van Dyne in there too. You can tell by her haircut. Yeah. Yeah. There, no way you can hide that. This is like. She's going to be a wasp. She's going to be a wasp. Um, and you see him in prison, which they said they casted some of the people who were in um, the, I want to say, Hell of the King. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the Mandarin. The uh, Mandarin. Short that yeah. was on of Iron, Thor. No, Thor. Was uh, it Thor? Yeah, Dark of the World. Or not Dark. The Dark World. The Dark yeah. World. Yeah. Not Dark of the World. That's what the um, Dark of the Moon was the one Transformers. Oh, okay. That's um. So yeah, you're going to see some of those people who are cast in that um, as prisoners where he goes. I don't so know. I, I I really liked it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, July 17th. July 17th. Man, a release date. Uh, yeah. Do you have a release date for something, Paul? Is that Daredevil? Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot about that one. And you posted uh, that on the uh, Begging Board Facebook yeah, too. Yeah, that uh, just recently got pushed up a month. It's going to be released this April. So uh, we are three months away from getting the complete Daredevil series on the Netflix. Uh, now, how are you going to be watching this? Are you going to marathon it, try to watch uh, like all episodes in a row? Or do you want to try to space it out? Because when they released the new season of Arrested Development, like two years ago now, I sat down, I watched it all one sitting. And I think that was a little bit detrimental to my experience. So I think I'm going to space it out, maybe do like one or two a day. I think like one or two a day is probably better, unless it's like really good, and then you're like, oh, i got to watch that next episode. Uh, it really depends on uh, my mood and Kate's mood at the time. It's going to be if Kate, uh, my wife, and I turn it on and she gets into it and likes it, like we'll be able to watch it right away. If it Kate is, hates, hates it, it, you'll never be able to watch I'll it. I'll watch it like when I can. And that's like on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Lexi, are you going to be watching the Daredevil show on Netflix? You might. Yeah. Okay. I'll give it a shot. You like Flash and I Arrow, do. so. I very much enjoy both those shows. Yeah, Kate and I were really into uh, the the uh, Flash until we lost to Hulu. So. How many episodes did you see? Uh, up to Going Rogue. Uh, the Captain Cold was the last one I got to see. Okay. We're behind. I'm behind too. Did no, we're, we're not behind. Him? They went on hiatus for winter. Oh, oh I'll give it to you. Yeah, the new one comes. New one, well, yeah, new one comes out in a couple of weeks. Yes, yeah, there's back up. Um, some other Marvel news. Jeremy Renner put out that he is getting back into his Hawkeye costume. Uh, not for any reshoots for Avengers. So maybe he might be showing up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe he's showing up in maybe one of the street level 
Uh, Marvel shows? We well, what, don't know. What are they filming right now, movie-wise? Nothing. I don't think anything... They're, they probably, they're probably doing some stuff for Ant-Man. They might be doing some research. So maybe like a teaser thing or stinger at the end. They could do maybe. a stinger. Um, they could, and also... How cool is that? Ant-Man's on the end, the tip of his arrow, Hawkeye fires the arrow, and then Ant-Man grows to, jumps off the arrow, and punches the guy in the face. Uh, that was, like, Ant-Man was on, like, the Hawkeye toy yeah. arrow. This is from, uh, one of the Hawkeye covers. Yeah. Or, like, West Coast Avengers or something, yeah. There it is. There's there a is. stinger. There's a stinger there you for go. There you go. Could be. West Coast Avengers. I'd kind of like to see him show up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though. He is an agent. You know who's going to be on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Who? Captain uh, Adama. Yes, yeah. I did see that. Uh, what's his real name? He's Edward Captain James Almost. Yes, that, that is right. That is not who, almost he, right. That is curly. Who's he going to be right. on Agents he, of S.H.I.E.L.D.? He's going to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, commander that's going to face off against... Uh, Coulson? Coulson. I was going to call him uh, Agent Casper again. That's his, that's his name on uh, West Wing. He's an FBI agent on uh, West Wing. I've never watched West Wing. It's, yeah. It's basically the same character as Kate, Agent <laughs> Olsen, uh, Coulson. So it's very confusing. Who's Agent Olsen? Uh, that would be Mary Kate's. Uh, they're going to actually tie her in as one of the twins of the Scarlet Witch. Mm, but they're older than she is. I know. Crazy witch powers. Crazy, crazy chaos powers right there. Rrr. Change. Came back from the future. Hmm. Change for a dollar. <laughs> Can get a Taco Supreme wrap for that dollar. Awesome. What else we got for news? Uh, talking about Netflix television shows. Uh, are we? You were before. And then with I the was. Yes, you did. With the Netflix, with the Hawkeye maybe showing up. As a street level character on one of those shows that happened, uh, we got uh, they the C, I think CEO of of Netflix yeah, said that like they that. think that Jessica Jones might be slipping out of 2015. They're they're not sure if they'll be able to shoot all the episodes in time and get a, a release date here in 2015. That's crazy because I mean they can get these movies done. Yeah. Uh, they possibly going to be doing Luke Cage in his place because they've already started work on that, right? I don't know. He was actually cast for her show. Oh, okay. Yeah. To spin off of her show into his own. So we might be seeing uh, some delays coming with these Netflix direct releases. Maybe it's a uh, budget. I, I didn't get to read the complete article. I don't know if they even said it was a. Uh, oh, I should investor. pull to Paul and ask you a ton of questions you as should. if you read the article. <laughs> you should. That, that were. I just hate clicking on this article because there's so many of these things that just start playing automatically. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I would hate to see that not air in 2015. Um, well, even if... I don't know like how special effects oriented these are going to be. Like How I much post-production imagine, stuff I are I couldn't imagine be. hers being too crazy. Yeah, because I mean, even... Okay, we get Daredevil in April. You figure they ride that one out for like two, three months okay. afterwards. Like as long as you have one of them out in mm-hmm. summer, like it well, carries you through it, to or, the next one, or at least fall. Here's yeah. here's uh, what he said. He, he said uh, the plan was always to have them coming out roughly a year apart, as early as eight months, fifteen eight months to maybe fifteen months apart. Uh, it's harder to say what AKA Jessica Jones because filming hasn't even been, hasn't even started yet. And we like to schedule after filming has been completed. So the thing also, I can't believe they're waiting like a, a well, year with Netflix. What's, what's their, where's their profit? I don't want to wait four years for Iron Fist. Where, where's their profit margin? It's making sure you stay subscribed, right? So. They have this, this makes me want to cancel, 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 it, and then and then resubscribe and resubscribe. And what's going to happen when you resubscribe? Price is going to go up a dollar because if you're right now, if you're grandfathered in at that seven ninety nine, they're going to keep that seven ninety nine a month streaming service. But if you cancel and then re up, mm. you're going to go up to that eight ninety nine. I know that it's all supposed to, it's supposed to go up for everybody. Soon. I was hoping we'd at least get two a year. Well, so you will sometimes get two a year, eight months to 15 months apart. So some years it might be 
two years. They need to get on these because I don't like this. How much? I'm frowning. Well, production value, production costs are a real thing, and I'm sure they don't want to upfront a bunch of money on a show that might not drive sub- subscribers. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, why, well, that, well, why that, would they put all that money out on two shows? See, Daredevil, I can see making making a go. Yeah, Power Man, I can see making a go. Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones threw me for a loop. Like, yeah, she's a yeah. street level one, but I could see her more tied into everybody's one. And if she's popular in those, maybe then give her her own. But to be the second one after Daredevil is crazy to me. But it might be a Marvel-led thing where, like, you want these characters? Well, we want to have more diversity in our cinematic universe right now. We want to make sure we get a strong female character. Do you think? Because I think other than Black Widow, that's it. Well, like, here, that's right? my question now is, do you think they're going to wait and see how Agent Carter does before they go ahead with Jessica Jones? No, I, I think they're going to go ahead with Jessica Jones. It's just the scheduling issue of it being, like, they haven't started filming yet. They probably want to see how Daredevil does before they start planning out how to how to separate these characters. Will it be an eight month window, or will it be a fifteen month window where we want to recoup this money, or can we actually say no? This is a really good investment for us. Let's have two shows basically in production at a time, and we can do boom eight months apart. Versus, you know what? We want to have it out, recoup some money, and then do another show. They're going to do all these shows regardless now. I think they're in. But they've been putting out a lot of money to secure rights for these this Marvel deal and to secure the rights for all the other television shows they've been buying up. Longmire and what was the other show that they said they're doing the final season of? Like they've been... Compass- I don't know, but they have House of Cards season three coming uh-huh. that they're working on. Um, they bought... Uh, what was it? Um... The Killing. They aired mm-hmm. the last yep. season of The Killing. That's, They've been buy- the They have been up. buying up shows and doing their own shows. So they are branching out and doing mm-hmm. a lot. This is and Netflix. You know, it's it's a new, relatively new company. It just went to, with an IPO what, two, three years ago. Like I don't, I don't know how much. I haven't looked at the reports. I don't know how much money they actually hold in reserve. They they have enough that they can spend a million dollars an episode for Blacklist. That's what they bought that for, a million dollars an episode. That's $23 million for the whole series. They got some bank. They have some bank, but you leverage that, and you have to be careful by how much that cash flow has to come in before you can start spending again, especially especially as a company that's publicly traded. Like well, As soon as they start over-leveraging... You're going to see a dip in the stock prices, and then they have to worry about being bought out by some company. Blockbuster! Well, Blockbuster was bought by Dish. Was it Dish or was it DirecTV? I I just wanted to mention Blockbuster because nobody remembers Blockbuster. Because nobody remembers Video Factory. I think that was just like a local thing. I don't know. Could be wrong. Well, that was the whole thing with Dish Network, or was it DirecTV? I forget. They bought Blockbuster to become the Netflix for their service. Mm. They wanted Net to do a service. Didn't, work, didn't out. work out. And now they, I think they even, even spun it out. Yeah, they cried about it. Next news. I don't know if they cried about it. <laughs> Probably some investors that lost money cried about it. Next news. I got, Let's fast track these. I got no other news. I, um, oh, guys, uh... Mm. Talking about spending money, pre-ordering games. You guys have all I've done it. I I've done it. You guys all done. Uh, pre-order bonuses, awesome or just like oh, it's a nice little thing. But I was going to buy the game anyways. They're yes. always a nice incentive to yeah. pre-order it. Okay. It's if it's a game I'm going to buy, I'll pre-order it because it's something extra. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what if it isn't anything extra? What if it's early? It just allows you to unlock all the characters out of the box. Like a, a fighting game. Chris, you used to love playing those fighting games, uh, the the old Street Fighters. What if you actually, you know, knew, oh, I have to beat the game with this character and then it unlocks this one. Or if I pre-order it, boom, all characters unlocked. Um, I don't know, because it's unlocking stuff in the fighting games is 
mainly what would keep me playing, playing it, game. and that's what would keep me interested, whether it was like a new character or costumes or modes or something akin to that. But having everything unlocked right from the get-go would probably lessen the time I would play the game. Not to say that's what would make me decide if I wanted to pre-order or not. It's it's tough. I can't. I, to answer your question, Paul, I can't. Okay. Answer is <laughs> so, no. So the answer is, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well, Evolve is a game we've all talked about being interested in. It's going to have a Xbox One uh, ex- limited exclusive, so it's going to be exclusive to Xbox One for a limited time, uh, coming out from uh, Valve. And uh, the pre-order bonus is that you automatically unlock uh, the entire tier of Hunters, so all the Hunter playable characters, and uh, as well as the third monster. And uh, so all the playable character like classes are unlocked for you. See, I thought levels, it would start like unless there's. I always thought there was four classes. Right, there's four classes, and then each class here has a different one. Tier, it has different loadouts, basically, or tier of loadouts. So, mm. well, I guess I mean in a way that would just be you're getting different playable characters. Yeah, it's that day one boost, pretty much. So, if you're playing this game online, which it's made for online multiplayer, mm-hmm. you're going to have all those other characters available to you first go instead of the people that haven't had the game time. What's nice is you get yet. to check out the characters because you might not be able to play with friends or you don't want to play just with random people because random people can be dicks. Yeah, that's true. They usually are. You go back for my friend! <laughs> That that's happened to Scott. That was one of my favorite stories. Yeah, uh, playing Left 4 Dead and a guy just being a jerk the whole time. Yeah, he got he got into the safe room and then wouldn't go out to help his friend and was yelling at everyone else to do that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's when you kick them. Yep, kick them both. Uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know how I feel about it either, especially since it's a game where I would want to just be able to play it with my friends. I would want to have it all unlocked. Yeah. And I don't want to have to pay extra to have it unlocked. No, I agree. Like because most of the time now I'm waiting on a sale to happen anyways after the game's release. So it's not you don't want to pay extra. So you don't want to pay retail. For the I don't game. want to pay retail mm-hmm. to have it all unlocked. Yeah. My fault. Yeah. I get you. Especially when games come out and then two weeks later they're ten bucks less. You know. Yeah. That's because, I mean that's where it gets tough though. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was my news. I feel like I had other things that popped up this week, but I didn't save them. I usually save the articles and stuff. Yeah, for me, the Ant-Man was the biggest one. Uh, I tried to make that joke earlier, and it didn't work for me. Yeah. But good job on you. Good yeah, on you. It's you all made right. it work. Biggest so, news is... Do we want to taste this next beer before we go into the list? No, let's go on the list. You guys can taste it. I'll, I'll work on this. <laughs> and done. Doesn't mean you have to chug it. I wasn't. I was taking another sip. Uh, and this is Kill 'em All Russian Imperial Stout, aged nine months in bourbon barrels. And this is from Perrin Brewery as well. 11.3. 11.3. And at absolutely no point do I get any yeah. alcohol. Both these beers are extremely dangerous in that way. Like, they're very smooth. The With kindness, at least you got that alcohol burn. That, bur- the, the, that barley wine let you know that you were drinking something that had a kick to it. This is almost like drinking chocolate milk. It's so mild, especially considering that's a Russian Imperial set, too. Usually it's a little bit more, like, kicky in the face. Mm-hmm. Which is what I like about Russian Imperial Stouts, but this one just... This one is like the bourbon made it even smoother. Yeah. Uh, it has a nice upfront flavor, though. It does have that stoutness to it, plus the vanilla oakiness up front. It does uh, linger nicely, but there's no real aftertaste, no alcohol burn. It, there is a little bit of a warming sensation going down, but it's not sitting in my gut yeah. like the, the other last one. one. This one is just... Nice, Smooth. like, coffee and vanilla just yeah. sits on your tongue after you swallow. Good. That is a good beer. It's and really good. That's what good. I need from a bourbon-aged stout. That's what I don't get from the Bourbon County. Yeah. Oh, all. Bourbon County is just huge. It's just, like, huge, just burn and up in the face, but nothing from the stout. It, and it, but this has the nice characteristics of the stout. Like, I went to the actual brewery to get these, but, Lexi, you went to a 
craft beer store to get beer, and like you were talking to the guy there about this beer. Yeah, because I was actually going for another episode that you guys had where you did bourbon barrels, and I asked him for a recommendation, and he immediately pointed me to this one and said it's the best one that they had in the store. And this was an upscale, kind of beers of the world type spot, so I was really excited for this. And it definitely lives up to that. Yeah. I'm glad that I saw they were releasing yeah. this and then forward you the uh, the release notice. Yeah, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, yep, we're getting them. <laughs> uh, because one of our – the beer that got us into drinking bourbon-aged beers was a barley wine called Mother of All Storms aged in bourbon barrels. And we all had that and we're like, this is amazing. So it's great that to have another barley wine aged in bourbon that is delicious. Yeah, super smooth. Super smooth. I, I'm glad we didn't open up both of them though, because like you said, like it's it's a big night for yeah. us. It's only gonna get bigger. Exactly. Because I say we do rum king and then the sour. Yeah, I like Ooh. that idea. We go big tonight. Big. We're tonight. going big, but first we gotta go to the comic book store. Oh yes. Because it's time for the list. Or the comic book app. Either or. I always feel bad because I I miss comic book stores. I do too. But I also enjoy... Just one, like, a mile away from me, and I'm always kind of like, oh, I I can go get, like, the traits and stuff that I want. But then I realize I can just go on to baggingboard.com slash Amazon and buy them from the biggest bookstore in the world online while helping support the Bag and Boardcast. That is... See what I did there? That is a good thing. I turned it around. Now I feel bad. Let us... Go support your local comic book shops, because no, they're great. Let us be your local comic book shop through Amazon. That does work too. Yeah, I still enjoy just waking. If like I don't have to work on a Wednesday, just like enjoying waking up mm-hmm. and buying my comic books from bed and reading them. Wait, I'm probably buy them. But that's me. But every once in a while, you want to buy the omnibus of a trade that you really like. Mm. I don't know, like Chris. Yeah, you get anything for Christmas? Yeah, I did. Thanks for asking. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> you were a good boy. You didn't even just get coal. Okay. Uh, I, I was only throwing it over into the list. Thank, thank you for my present. Yeah, oh, no, I was talking about how I got that off of Amazon. And, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. No, we had nobody caught that. It sounded like you were looking for him to thank you for your gift. <laughs> no. I, see, you guys just need to be you know, more in sync with me, and then we'd be fine. Everything you use, would be you need to use more words, then. <laughs> you know what? I'm, what words will you be searching for when you're looking for comic books two coming words. out January 14th, 2015? Two words that I want in order. Wars and stars, mm, but not not that order. Not in that order, and not with the, that uh, plural. I want star and wars, not mm. stars and wars. So Star Wars, yeah, number one, written by uh, one of our favorites, Jason Aaron. Listening to you makes me feel drunker. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, is uh, Cassidy on all of the art? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, wow. Yeah. He's listed as the dude only does like two books a year, so there you go. Yeah, he does the cover art and also the interior. So uh, there we go. Luke Skywalker and his right tag band, the Rebels, are fighting against the and who's writing this? Empire. Uh, one of our favorites, Jason Aaron. I know. I thought I was excited about that. I know. I, I he said just, it. He earlier. just said it. You were thinking about Paul making you drunk. Yeah, I know. I stopped <laughs> listening. You were love drunk on Paul. <laughs> um, it's coming out this week. Uh, John, do you know Wolverine's number two is coming out this yeah. week? Well. Uh, I, is it a weekly? It's a weekly. Oh, and you should have said that on the podcast last week. Maybe I should have. Uh, Paul's trying to annoy me. Interesting thing about Star Wars number one, this book now has about a hundred variant covers. What? Yeah. Oh, it's Marvel. About or well, does? It's you can you can Google it and just be like, how many variant covers does Star Wars have? Because I think it's nearing a hundred now. Because a lot of comic book stores are being like, hey, can we get our own? And then they pay for an artist to do their own special cover. So if you want this artist's take on it, you have to go to this comic book store to get it. Or if you want this artist, go to this store. Or if you want this one, go to this website. It's gotten absolutely ludicrous, but it's probably it's still pretty really awesome. cool ones coming out. I know. Yeah, the John Cassidy one's a little funny because, uh, Princess Leia's shown some leg. It's kind of weird. Like the original uh, poster? Uh, no, no, not like the original poster. She's in a very action pose. It's just, but she's still showing some leg. Hmm. Paul loves the sluts. Tell me when she pulls out them space titties. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, 
Uh, talking about pulling, what's on your pull list for this one? Hey, there we go. Um, I'm actually looking forward to Spider-Verse number two. I have really been enjoying the Spider-Verse crossover. I talked about it last week. I talked about it the week before. Um, this is the next part of the actual anthology series where they're going to be focusing on some of the different Spider-Men that you're getting in this. And a couple of them that just jumped off the uh, solicitation for me were Video Game Spider-Man and Punk Rock Spider-Man. So, mm. What's so video you like from I don't know. The, the Sega 16-bit era Spider-Man? Like, Maybe. Games? Uh, I don't know. That would, I, li- that would probably Carnage? exist in this Spider-Man mm. Carnage. Multiverse yeah. of uh, one of the other Spider-Man they have with them is the Spider-Man from the 1960s cartoon. So, yeah, it's Anything's uh, possible. They had the hostess uh, Spider-Man, so... They had the Sunday Comics Spider-Man, too, so hey. Any Spider-Man that it existed. It's fun. I'm honestly looking forward to you uh, reading through this, John, because it's... Yeah, I gotta get I gotta get on my reading. It's really good. Maybe tomorrow. Tomorrow morning I'll have a lazy day with a big cup of coffee in my comics. Well, what will you be uh, reading next week? Uh, Chris, you told me that Rat Queen's number 11 is coming out. I did. And I didn't see any other books that really popped, and I'm loving Rat Queens. I picked it for my favorite new series of uh, 2014, and I'm hoping 2015 I still enjoy this book. So, number 11. That's what I'm going to read. Rat Queens is good. That sounds like a good one. Can't wait until you get another <laughs> full trade of it, so I'll sit down and read them all it's, together. It's still good this in issues. This would be the, like the fourth issue I have, okay. so you got there's go. four issues to sit and read. I, I will read them all together, well, and then I'll probably want to play like a Dungeons and Dragons type game. Hey, Cake Boss, Monster Boss, <laughs> Boss Monster. <laughs> um, nothing like that. I was gonna say there's the Xbox Live. Dungeons and Dragons game Daggerfall, which is actually like a hack and slash kind of like gauntlet like type gauntlet. game. Then I'll just play gauntlet. Yeah, I know, but I don't know when I think the last I gauntlet, gauntlet game came gauntlet out. At one time, hmm? I bought like the gauntlet yeah. game that was on Xbox at one time. Uh, but man, all this talk about reading really got me in the mood for something. What's that? Uh, maybe if we read grammatically. Yeah. Oh. And now a dramatic reading. From the Bagden Boardcast, from Runaways, Volume 2, Page <coughs> Panel 2. I put a hat on old lace. That is freaking hilarious. And that was a dramatic reading from <laughs> Runaways, Volume 2, Page <coughs> Panel 2. <laughs> Paul picked that because it reminds him of what his wife says about what she did to the dog. Yes. As soon as I heard the radio, I was like, this is like ampersand. Yeah, exactly. Hey, if you like our dramatic readings and there's one you want us to do, take a picture of it. Send it to us. Why oh. not? Contact bangboardcast.com. Why have we never asked for that before? I know. They can present us with dramatic readings. Oh, man. Yeah. Send us a picture of the panel. Let us know what book it's from. And uh, we'll thank you for it. Hey. I mean, it's not like we can't find these on our own. We love doing it. Mm-hmm. But, but for the listeners, cheap plugs for their independent comic book work. And if there's a panel you think would be really funny for us to read, because we literally do this just at random. We grab a book, open it up to a page, that panel, here you go. Yeah, I opened up that book, and I'm like, oh, this is perfect. This is just <laughs> like Ampersand. We've, I think for maybe next month, we should do panels we love. Look well, for... Paul will know. never be able okay. to do that. Well, but we can do that, Chris. All right. A book you love? This will be all X-Factor. It'll yeah. Be, it'll be great. <laughs> uh, but we can actually, like... This is the line where I knew it was going to change. X-Factor was going to get good. <laughs> it's going to get good again, guys. Good. It, it was right when Jamie Maddox was like, here's where it gets good, guys. And I felt like he was speaking to me. Yep. But no, uh, I, I think it'd be fun to, like, pick a pick a panel. Pick yep. a panel, uh, maybe for Paul or any just uh, favorite books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know it's always fun to go back and reread issues and talk about those books that we read uh, last, <coughs> you know, previously uh, with friends, like we do every month on this show, with our main topic, the monthly look back. Yeah, we talked about it at the beginning of the show. Uh, we got four books for you this week from over at Marvel. We have Angela, Asgard's Assassin, and Shield Number One, and then at DC it's Robin Rice's Omega Number One. And Secret Six number one. Wait, isn't it Alpha? 
Robin no. Rice's Alpha is when it started up. Now that he's back, okay. it's Omega. I, I was afraid that I read the wrong book. No, you're good. Okay. No. It's the one that came out you in December, right? Well, so. <laughs> yep. No, it, we're good. Alpha okay. was the, the like the miniseries. Oh, okay. But yeah, uh, Paul, what book did you buy? Uh, that would be Angela, Asgardian's assassin. Uh, trying this out, this is Thor's half-sister? Yeah, because right? yeah. it, Odin's her father. But not, she's, But she was raised by angels. But she was raised by uh, the other realm, which is the tenth realm? I don't even know. Uh, and she's on the run from both heaven and... All, well, did they even call it heaven? They, she's from heaven, H-E-V-E-N. Heaven. Yeah, yeah, but not... Christian Jodega. No, heaven. she's kind of she's on the run from hell and Asgard. And Asgard, okay. And uh, the thing is, though, so she's in this these weird like this desert, this endless desert that she's walking through, and she finds the sanctuary and thinks she's thinks she's safe. Uh, and she's meeting up with a friend with a baby, right? No, she's carrying the baby. Oh, she is carrying the baby. Okay, it's been a while she's, since I read it. She's moving through. Like, the plains between, like, Limbo and Realms, which okay. is, like, this endless desert. And then she arrives in Limbo, which is, like, an Old West kind of ghost town with mm-hmm. a bunch of weird characters that kind of made their way to Limbo. And now don't yeah. want to bother leaving because if they go any further, it could kill them. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to stick here in Limbo. And the thing is, uh, the bandits arrive in this Old Western town and a fight ensues. And this reminded me a lot of uh, Wonder Woman from DC, you know, after the New 52 with, you know, okay, I can see that, yeah. female character lead protecting a baby uh, and on the run from all from basically deities. But uh, not as good. Just, you know, it just doesn't have that same charm that that Wonder Woman had right off the bat. Um, I think because you might be comparing this to Wonder Woman. Yeah. This is my favorite book of the four we read. Really? I I liked it more than I thought I was going to, and this is my favorite bit, part was like, the side character, uh, the side character she hangs out with. Sarah. Sarah is more fun, I think, than. Well, she's Angela. supposed to be the fun because Angela's not supposed yeah. to be fun. She's she's about, all business. She's all business, and she is a what they call her like a force of nature, like, and that's all what you see her in battle. She just swoops down and just boom, boom, boom. Um, and I was. Surprised that this book is being written by Kieran Gillian. Yeah, um, which I wasn't aware of until I downloaded it. And I was like, oh, because I initially passed over this book because I'm not a Thor reader. Uh-huh. I wasn't a Spawn reader. And this book is kind of hating those two notes because it's like, wow, we have Spawn's Angela in the Marvel Universe now. I I think it's cool that you know the character made the jump, but it's not something I necessarily care about. But I actually walked away from this being like, okay, that was a decent read. Uh, yeah, it was not a character I ever cared about. I thought it was interesting that she made the jump from Spawn and Image over to Marvel, and then she had that crazy she-was-in-space kind of series mm-hmm. that She's didn't like interest with, me. Well, she was with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, and now this book, but this book also kind of catches you up very nicely on who this character is, what she's about, what she has been doing. Mm-hmm. Bing, bang, boom, has it, but it has this crazy, like, sword and sorcery in the Old West kind of a feel to it. And I really enjoyed this. I was so surprised how much I enjoyed the book. Well, you put anything in the Old West and John's kind of in. You love the Old West. I do love the Old West. I... A lot of times I read those books and I go, I don't need to read another one. (laughs) But when I saw that you had bought number two, I was like, oh, great. I don't have to buy this now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's something that I'm giving the old uh, Christopher Roy try. You're welcome. Uh, I'm hoping that it will grow on me a little bit and feel that I I compared it to the Wonder Woman because I'm hoping that it will fill that I think this is going to fill that niche, because you're not going to get anything like that. I'm so afraid of me being who I am. I'm just going to always compare it and find it less than, instead of just let it be itself. You know what I mean? Like, I know who I am, and I'm a horrible person. That's okay, because I think you've got a strong creative team on this Mm -hmm. one, like you did with Wonder Woman, because it's writer Karen uh, Karen Gillan, 
and then art uh, by Phil Jimenez, who's worked yeah. on Wonder Woman too, and he can do a strong female character, but it's not done in that cheesecake. typical like image like Angela cheesecakey style, like or even worse, Aspen. Yeah, it's everything about this book fires, and it's not something that I would buy, but it's something I would gladly read if it was you know presented to me. So yeah. I will definitely check out number two. Uh, if if Paul stops buying it, I probably will pick it up. Um, I I bought Supergirl. <laughs> like I really like that one. I think See, the, I I was I was like, oh, this feels so much. L- well, Supergirl, which we talked about before, and what I, my problem was with it is like, man, everybody's going to this these parochial schools, and I don't need to read another issue of because we were at three, like three yeah. right in a row. It was uh, Arkham Academy. Claire and the Witch Boy and then Supergirl all show up at like a parochial school. And I'm like, you know what? I watch enough Gilmore Girls, I'm done. Dunzo. <laughs> but over at Marvel, we also had another number one. Uh, the last number one to come out for the month. And one of the only books. Yeah, it was actually like the only book that week, I think. And we were all kind of like, yeah, that's yep. that's the book. And this is a Shield number one written by Mark Wade with art by Carlos Pacheco and. This is not a spin-off of the Marvel's Agents of Shield TV show, but very much in that same vein where you have Fitz, you have Simmons, you have Colson, you have May. Um but what this really is is an introduction to who Phil Colson is in the Marvel Comics universe because he's been appearing for a little while now based off of the popularity of the character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But what we get here is kind of his amazing origin story and setting up who these characters are. He was on the West Wing. <laughs> he was he used to be called Agent Casper. And he worked for the SBI. FBI. And then he was Agent Olson. <laughs> yes. Just for a little while. And then he uh moved up to Captain and they added the C and people didn't realize that it, they just the C stood for Captain Olson and they just started calling him Colson. And he just like, whatever, I'll just go with that. More layers of secret identity. Sure, that's hey, what happened. Paul, Paul likes to world build. I just want to, like... Send him to the table, Chris. I just want to say, he table. put Cypher over, like, X-23 and Phantomax, which is weird, because Cypher is, like, the worst X-Men ever. <laughs> I like him already. Will he, he be power- appearing in X-Factor? <laughs> he power ranks the X-Men like I do. <laughs> Wait, who's the shittiest? I'm going to like them, because I'm Paul. Yep. I could like Cyclops or his shitty little brother. I like the shitty little brother. Because I was the shitty little brother. <laughs> exactly. Um, this is the book that you have kind of <clears throat> Coulson and S.H.I.E.L.D., kind of a liaison to the Avengers, mm-hmm. kind of the guy that always has a plan. He's Hannibal from the A-Team. You know, he's always got that plan that always comes together, <laughs> and he loves it. Um, that's, that's the... I, I like this book, but that was like that turnaround moment for me, the page uh, you're on right now. Uh, yeah, when Valkyrie and Black Knight showed up. Yes. Yeah. I was kind of like, oh, shit, that's so smart. <laughs> He's just like, nope. Because I was like, who it's are sword these? Fight. Who are these shrub characters? Because they're just the agents in blue. You don't really know who they are. And then, boom, they pull out their swords and they magically He-Man-like transform into their characters. Because in, in the comics, Phil Coulson is that character that knows everything that he can because he's the fan. Mm-hmm. He grew up that fan, and now he's doing what he loves pretty much. Uh, I I really enjoyed this book. It had a lot of fun moments, a lot of cool like, like fan-like character service. Um, Which you kind of expect from Wade. From a Mark Wade book. Carlos Pacheco does great job like i don't read too much stuff drawn by him but every time i do i'm like wow this is like a really solid book so you guys went with hannibal um, and uh a team i went with ash from pokemon because he's treating like <laughs> the marvel universe heroes as his pokemon because he's like oh sword fight i know who to call you're up <laughs> like you know and then they magically transform I, that's what i thought i'm like oh he just totally pokeballed those guys out of there <laughs> Um, Black Knight, I choose you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I I enjoy this book, but it actually was the art that kind of took me a little bit out of this book. Really, it's just the common Marvel comic book art. But it's like 
It's good. It's Coulson just... looks different on almost every single oh, page. Really? A lot of the characters, like, it shows, like, that he's trying to kind of sort of draw him, like, the char- the the actors who play him. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't happen in every single panel. A lot of the other stuff looks great. Like, I mean, like, that, that page looks awesome. This looks really cool here. But then, like, when you get the characters' faces, like, they're not the same every page. And that throws me off a little bit. Well, maybe it's from being, like, actually uh, off of a photo reference versus, oh, I don't have a photo reference on this one. Now I'm going to draw them from this angle. Yeah, I'm drawing them. Yeah, exactly. So it might be photo reference versus non-photo reference kind of stuff going on. I don't know. I I really enjoy this book. Um, I liked it a little bit more than Angela. I'm going to do a progressive power ranking. Uh, This was my favorite. But... This would be my number two. I really liked the book. I was surprised. I wasn't surprised, but I was weary about what this book was going to be because it okay. felt like it was going to be based off of the TV show or have some kind of tie-in. But it's just those characters in the Marvel universe. Yeah, I was afraid this was going to be too much of a "Hey, here's what's happening in Shield. Can we try to ape that?" But it's definitely a lot more comic book in vain than like, it's secret it, agents, like it's special the, force it's, stuff. Like Paul said, it's the Pokemon of the Marvel Universe, because you're probably going to have really cool moments with characters that you like. Yeah. Like, even the vision, like vision, popping the vision out, yeah. moment. Like, that was awesome. Um, the book was really well done, well written. The action scenes and the art are great. But just, like, character faces changed from panel to panel, that just threw me off. I can understand that. No, normally that bugs me. I think I was a little bit too invested in it where I didn't notice it. I think I always give it a little bit more leeway when there's actors and you kind of can tell that they're trying to be on actor. Well, like, it just draws Agent May, like... Like, quote-unquote, on model, but, you know, but but they can't be too close to being on model because of the weird licensing and all that jazz, like... Whether or not they have the right to fits, do right that. That's a good fits one. To to the the actor's likenesses and and stuff, you know. It just seems like he can't get the Colson hairline keeps changing in like every picture too. But well, you've you've gone down that road. You never know what you're gonna look like next. <laughs> yes, you can make that joke too. It's okay. <laughs> what the, what's but uh, what, uh. Which book are we going to go into next? Are we going to do... Uh, We're going to do Robin Rice. Well, Robin Rice. Alpha. Okay. But I need first, to uh, why don't we crack open the next beer? And we have another beer from over at Perrin. This is Dr. Lacto. This is a sour that has been aged in oak barrels for a certain condition of... Uh, time? Time. I, they don't, they don't say. condition of time, huh? I, I thought I was going to say on there because... Did you just? I read it. I read it actually at the brewery when we were there, and I ordered or was checking this one out. I don't remember what it was though. Um, what I have to say is really nice. Is one, this is the first release of their sour series, so you need to continue to buy these sours because this is like taking a bite of grapefruit. That's what I initially thought. This like, is a warhead. It's this it's a nice a grapefruit grapefruity taste, and then I saw like right here it says like. This ruby red melon bodied sour. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Um, aged in oak for almost a year. Almost a year. Did not so, melt out that sour at all. And I don't get no, but, much oak at all. It's got an, it's, but it's not like, to yeah. me, it's not an overpowering sour, but it's a nice tartness. Oh, every time I'm like, this oh. is a delicious. I think you get a little bit of like a depth, like right in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I think that's from the oak because it starts off with that sour and then you've got like that, like, that lemon zest tingle on the side there. What's really nice too is this is a nice, you know, Flanders red sour, but it's not that vinegar sour that you get in so many sours, where it's like drinking uh, the vinegar that you color your Easter eggs with. This is a nice, it is a sour. It's got a nice tartness to it, no vinegar kind of taste to it. Really nice, enjoyable beer. Like we talked about it earlier off the show, but we actually uh, got to try this at the uh, brewery there. It's not something that they have on tap, but uh, talking to the bartender, just like asking him about it, he opened up his own personal bottle that he was buying 
for us to sample because it was, or it is his favorite beer that they brew there. And it's such a bizarre pick for like, oh, this is my favorite. Not like a typical like IPA or stout or anything like that. His favorite beer there is just a sour because you don't get a lot of sours out there, I think. No, not really good ones. Because John and I, we, we had a sour from uh, Fred and the Show Ed. Uh, that, uh, Westboro salted sour. And it wasn't good. It wasn't even, John's looking at me. It's not even memorable for him. I, I vaguely remember. I don't remember what it tastes like. Cause we yes. had it after, it after the wedding. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's tough to find a good balanced sour. They had another sour there too, actually on tap that I tried and it was pretty good. It's called, um, you bread a run because it was brewed with a uh, bread or, oh. bread of myoses. You bread a uh, run. He's the yeast strand. Yeah, which I I know nothing about brewing, but all I know is that's like a problem, like strain of yeast, because it can like get out of control, like when it starts like the fermentation process, and if it gets into any other batches of beer, like it can completely like fuck up your shit. So oh, a lot man. of breweries just stay away from it, like mm-hmm. they don't use it. So they bread a run from it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Hence the title. Much like uh, when you're in Apocalypse, you better run from Apocalypse. Which, I, I feel like I'm a Batman fan, and I follow what's been going on in the Batman universe. Yeah. But apparently I missed, like, a whole corner of it, because... A year of it. Because Batman took Batgirl, Red Hood, and Red Robin to Apocalypse to get Damien back because Damien was there and he's alive now and has superpowers. Yeah, but they were all dressed like Robin when they did it. So, yeah. except for Batman. Uh, Who's in his iron suit? His hell, his hell armor bat suit. And they took the dog and Cyborg. Well, Cyborg opened up the there. portal to... And the dog and, uh, it's not East the Bat Hound. It's a different name. Yeah, I can't remember what they called him now. I think the dog gets one, 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 uh, line. Uh, his name dropped once. But anyways, uh, I do remember reading a couple of the Batman and not Robin issues. Like Batman, Batman and, and Wonder Woman, Batman yeah. and Aquaman. And, and it's Batman being obsessed about, like, trying to save or find a way to bring back Damien. Wayne. In the last year, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't remember him going to Apocalypse or what this Omega Sanction Crystal is. But it grant spoiler alert, it grants superpowers, which would kind of make sense if that's how they're gonna if that's how they're gonna play Batman now. Like, well, Batman, it's really irresponsible for you to be running around with a ten slash eleven slash thirteen year old boy, uh, and facing off against these super criminals that are crazy. Well, he has superpowers. Okay, well, I guess that's okay then. Yeah, I mean, he can go toe-to-toe with, like, Calabac. Yeah, and he does. And he does. And, and he's not even hurts him. It hurts him every once in a while. Mm. He seems a little phased. Fa- like, oh. A little phased, but But yeah. maybe it's more like, more like I shock, can't believe like, I'm not yeah. hurt. Uh, you know, he uses the uh, oh, it is big alpha. penny. I was wrong. Uh, quite a while. Uh, yeah, written by Pete Tomasi, art by Andy Kubert. Two people really known for their handling of... Damian Wayne over mm-hmm. past like what like four yeah, years if, now since like the character came out and uh, Grant not, Morrison. Yeah, if you're gonna say that Damian Wayne isn't Grant Morrison's character anymore, you would have to say it's Peter Tomasi's. Yeah, because I think he did more with Damian outside of what was happening with Batman and Robin when uh, Grant Morrison. Well, he was the only other. He's the only other writer that's written Batman and Damian basically. Because it was it was Grant Morrison's run with Batman and then Dick and Damien and then during Batman and Robin and then when Grant Morrison went to Batman Incorporated writing the two characters together, uh, Batman and Robin was still going on with Peter Tomasi. This is the book that sealed the deal that I am not an Andy Kubert fan. See, there's nothing wrong in the art, but I think just the whole book itself, because this is something that I should have really appreciated because I like Pete Tomasi. I like Damian Wayne. Like, hey, we get this, like, crazy love him or hate him character back. Mm-hmm. 
But it's just pages of being like, okay, well, he's back now. Like, yeah. the story didn't matter because I already got the gist of the plot. And everything there was just filler for the pages to just say, like, no, he's back. He's got superpowers. And that was the whole thing. It was that, the that's excuse l- to have a superpower fight for Batman, which is weird. It's and it takes away, what- it really takes away from the Damien character for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that, you know, he might have been slightly enhanced by all this training and, mm-hmm. and what have you from the Agul f- front. Mm-hmm. But now that he's super powered, it just kind of kills Damien for me. I rather wish he had just stayed dead. I, I and I really liked, I was very against them killing him. Mm-hmm. But once he was dead, I was like, let him rest. Like, yeah. leave him alone. Well, and this book sealed the deal that I'm not a fan of him coming back. Yeah. Well, my argument was that he was always Dick Grayson's Robin, and he doesn't work as Bruce Wayne's Robin. Because then you have two Batmans. You know, like, mm-hmm. he is... Because that's what his whole role was to be the, you know, quiet, like... Okay, Pennyworth, you know, kind of like stuck up kind of character that was the opposite of Dick Grayson, who was a down to earth kind of like jokey, jovial character. Dog's name is Titus. Uh, <laughs> Polo? Um, Rome reference. Uh, it's a good series. It's a great series. I really like Rome. Good. It's, it's too uh, bad it was only two seasons. I, I'm almost through it. They couldn't keep the production value. They couldn't keep paying for that with the BBC dropped out and HBO couldn't afford it anymore. Uh, uh, <laughs> were you a fan of this, though? You know what? I'm, I don't... I kind of wanted the Damien character to have a complete story. I don't like the story that he was given with just killing him off uh, during Grant Morrison's run. Yeah, but it was working towards that. Like it, yeah. It always worked. I always thought that it was working for towards him becoming a villain, like him becoming the new Batman failure point. Because when you brought, um, but what's the Red biggest? Hood, what's the biggest failure failure point is letting your son die. Right. Uh, yeah, n- not but him becoming a villain. I, I thought him becoming a villain and always well, when your son dies, you eventually accept it, move on, and then go and go on with your life. Being, your son becoming a villain, there's always that hope that you can redeem him. That you can work and, and reconcile and work through it. And who knows with the superheroed Damien. Yeah. Now that he's yeah, super powered, I just don't it it makes sense because can you really have a 13-year-old and under kid running around with Batman being Robin anymore? Who's known, who's known to be a killer? Yeah. Like, I hope he, I hope that he loses the powers. It's, it's, it's like, I, I don't think it's, it's going to last. It's something different. Yeah, completely it's, different for the Batman. It's RPM. Batman raising Superboy. <laughs> and that could be interesting. It could be interesting, but I don't know. Does it... It's not... It doesn't interest me. It doesn't yeah. interest me, and... As long as Andy Kubert's on it, I'm not going to pick it up. Because I, I wasn't a fan of the Damien book that came out in 2014. We read the first issue for it. It was like, what if Damien hadn't died and he was older and then Batman died during it? Yeah. And I was like, mm, geez, I, don't, I really don't like this art. But this book sealed the deal that I'm like, nope, not a fan. I don't, I don't want to call this my third favorite book. Yeah, because I, I feel like that, out of four, I feel like that's still too positive this for it. So I would least call it my second, second least, least favorite. favorite. Yeah. Gotcha. I would put this as number four. Oh, and number four that I even want to try to leave off the list. Well, let's get to my number four. And that's Secret Six, number one, written by Gail Simone, art by I Don't Remember. Uh, went too, too fast. I haven't been able to log out and log great. in. And this follows uh, the story of a very different Catman from what we were getting in the pre-New 52, uh, being kidnapped and locked into a room with six other or five other. Uh, Wasn't it more than that? Because doesn't somebody die? Well, that's why I was saying either six other, so there's seven of them, or five other, and that would be five. Uh, 
or maybe even seven if you count the twist ending. Uh, uh characters. Art. Okay. Art by uh Ken Lashley. Uh into a locked room prison with other super villains of various degrees of fame. And uh being presented with one question. What is the secret? And uh they're kind of like just a locker room kind of like almost a thought experiment going on in the book for most of it with how these characters will interplay and react to each other. And it's not that fun. Well, one, you don't really know, not that you knew the original Secret Six, not that you knew mm -hmm. those characters, but you had an idea of what they were kind of coming from, mm -hmm. you know, like Doll Man was the third generation, almost like the third generation. Yeah. He's looking for his father's acceptance, which he can never get because his father's been dead forever. And then they have the, the parademon and all that. and mm -hmm. Who's just looking for his own identity because he was left one behind. Of, one of the billion of parademons. He had a sandal or a scandal who wants to outdo her father. And you had character motivations that you could latch onto and make sense of real quick. Here, you have a cat man that's marking his territory literally? Or uh, not literally? Like, I don't even get it. It's just over the top and kind of just off-putting. Just everything in this book is a little off-putting. The whole joke's with a really old lady that turns out to be, spoiler alert, the vitriloquist. It just... I don't I, I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. No, it's it might be my fault. I would have liked just a just a new retelling of like the original Secret Six kind of a thing. Yeah, because this to me doesn't work, and it doesn't work that I'd want to get up the second issue to see where it goes. Like it was just I read it and I was like. Mruh. Okay, we got. Goodness. We have to talk about this because we were excited. We loved the original series, Villains um, United, and, and then, then going into and, Secret and Six. And then going, yeah, the we first, all fell off of that first. Yeah, thing, but it at least was like got after the. It was after the first. Yeah. You know, like three story arcs. Yeah, and then the, by the fourth, we were all kind of like, do we actually enjoy it anymore? And I think we all were like, no. At, at that point, anymore. I had had enough. <laughs> this one, I. I couldn't even get into it. And it's not nothing even against like the new like Catman because I was like, okay, you know, it's this character a little bit different, but then okay. like throwing him in that room with other characters that I don't care about. He's the character that you should have some like, because especially us coming from being a fan of watching him actually grow as a superhero, not even a superhero, but more as a hero or a character in the previous books, right. that you should like him, and nothing about him stands out. Like, oh, he sees the old lady's vagina, and he throws up in his mouth. You know? And there's nothing about these other characters that make you interested in them. Because they're trying to show you what, in a page, who this character is, mm -hmm. and you've never even heard of them. Yeah. Not well done, not well put together. The art isn't that great for it. It fits the tone of the book, but the book is not something you want to read. Yeah, really let down by it. That's why it's like my least favorite of the books because thumbing through it, I I'd put it as the I I'd, I'd read another Robin Omega or Alpha over number two of this series. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's sad because we were all looking forward to like, hey, Gail Simone back on Secret yeah. Six in the new Fifty Two. Well, they even said like Talon was supposed to be in it, and Talon wasn't there, but his mask is in the no, box. No, that's him. Like, no, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. It's the guy with the longer hair. What guy? Keep going. Keep going. That's Catman. It's three women. That fat dude, Catman, and the and the ventriloquist, the old woman. Keep going. Uh, I don't even know. 
Oh, maybe. Anyways, he's not in there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, going through. But his mask is there. Yeah. Weird. Well, this maybe is not wanna... a well put together book, and I don't like it. And I don't want anything to do with it. If you guys read Better Comics... The cover books. was cool, though. Yeah. Like Shoots okay. and Ladders. Yeah. Well, I, I know for a fact, at least for me, next week's book will be a little bit better. Because it's time for a uh, uh, trading policy. Oh, next week, yeah. And don't worry, I brought it. It's uh, oh, over at John's right now. This is going to be the next in the Earth One line of DC graphic novels, and it's a Teen Titans Volume 1, written by Jeff Lemire, with art by uh, Terry Dodson. No, I know that they said that um, Batman number 2 was coming out. Yeah. Did Superman number 3 come out? Did we miss I, that? I think Superman 3 may have come out, or it's like coming, coming out, out soon. Because yeah. I know that it's. they said it was going to be coming out. Yeah, because I saw stuff I for it. I hope we didn't miss that. Well, no. you, well we, we can always have... buy it, especially on uh, Amazon if we click through Bagged and Board. You know what? If I go right there to thebaggedandboard.com, uh, you can click on the Amazon link. But you know what I'd rather you guys do? Is uh, go right over to uh, iTunes and leave us a rating and review. Uh, Superman Earth 1 Volume 3 comes out February 10th, 2015. Okay. And the hardcover price on Amazon right now is uh, $17.36. That's not bad. I got... Uh... The Teen Titans one for like thirteen bucks. You so. can uh, get the Kindle edition for nine ninety nine. I don't know. I like still having trades. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, your orders of thirty five dollars or more always ship for free. So while you're online, make sure you uh, check that out so you can uh, follow along with us as we do our trading policy next week. And since you're already online, make sure you rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, uh, it's been a while since we got a new one. It's been uh, two months now. I'm going through withdrawal symptoms again, as you've noticed on this podcast, and I haven't been as much fun. You know why? Not getting a review is in my kryptonite. Sure's not. Sure's not being tired from yeah. day full of uh, snow and drinking. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the rating and review thing, mm. and not physical exertion. I'm pretty sure. Makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Uh, we have a tumbler. Yeah. We, we have a Facebook, we have a Tumblr, we have an Instagram. We're oh, always we bagging board. We're pasted all over the internet. Yeah. Find us, like us, do whatever you want. Uh, email us, contact us. Uh, tell us what books you read uh, in December that you really liked or what you were let down by. Uh, that would be very fun and interesting. Right, John? Yep. Okay. Escape from New York. Delete. Delete.